0: Pulp MX Network production. Thanks for all the support, Pulp MX fans. The Pulp MX app is now available for both iPhone and Android-based phones. For all your moto needs, shop at btosports.com and use the current discount code Steve, S-T-E-V-E. And don't forget to click the Amazon banner on pulpmx.com when purchasing anything from Amazon. It's the Steve Mathis Show. Brought to you by RacerX. Presented by BTOsports.com. The original moto podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis.
1: Welcome to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast Millville Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Steve Mathis. Thank you to btosports.com for uh, sponsoring the show. Appreciate it. Uh, with me on the line, uh, just a solo this week, just one, one guest, and, uh, but it is a big-time guest, uh, the announcer for the Outdoor Series and the online editor of RacerX Online and my boss, Jason Weigand. What's up, Weege?
2: Good. I got a 17th and a moto this weekend. I finally scored some points. Uh, If not Mm -hmm. for a chain problem, a Moto 1, who knows, man? I would have been maybe two top 20s. Yeah, it was been good.
1: Good job on that, by the way, scoring some points and coming through the pack. I noticed that uh, it wasn't looking too good late in the race, but like the diesel freight train you are, you just kept going, and dudes were crashing and being exhausted and falling off their bikes. So good job.
3: Yeah,
2: Yeah, but I I don't like how you make it sound like it happened on accident. I mean, that's what pressure does to people.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. You're right, exactly. I
2: created, I created that, that situation.
1: And uh, when your chain broke, I noticed that uh, the mechanic pushed the bike back while you trailed behind him. And I would have liked to have seen a little more effort pushing the bike back yourself. A la Dungey. Yeah, well, Ala Moto1,
2: I did uh, you know, that energy. I saved uh, scored me four points in Moto2. So, again, question my strategy at your own peril.
1: And you did pull ahead of Chad Reed in the points, which uh, Chad had made a point to mention that you were currently tied with him. And uh, congratulations to four points you pulled ahead.
2: Yeah, well, listening to the shows, Enig talks a lot about um, the second half of the year is really where you've got to turn it up. So if you look at it, I've scored four times as many points in the second half than I did in the first. So oh, excellent. Um, again, following yeah. that strategy as well.
1: Excellent. Um, no Jason Thomas this week. Um, you didn't know he was in Amsterdam?
2: No, this blows my mind in so many ways. Um, not only the fact that he went to Amsterdam mid-season and is missing Washugel, but in addition, who is racing with him in Amsterdam?
1: <laughs> um, uh, Josh Hansen and Kyle Partridge, yes.
2: Oh, in Amsterdam.
1: Yeah. Mm. Mm, shocker. And he
2: made sure. He, when he got ankle surgery or whatever he did at the end of Supercross, I'm sure it was all based around, no matter what, yeah. i got to be able to get on a bike <laughs> at the middle of July.
1: Let me know if the Amsterdam race is on. Oh, man. Um, yeah, Jason Thomas. If he wins no, any
2: prize money, Henny, does he come home with any of it? No chance. Zero chance.
1: Spends it on okay. pacifiers and glow sticks for, for, yeah, for okay. that night after the race. And uh, The
2: kids are calling it nowadays.
1: Yeah. And uh, Pingree. Pingree is in the middle of some fire shift. Uh, wide open. Couldn't do it. Um, doing some sort of three-day fire academy working. I don't even know. So that's it. No, no JT, no Ping. Just me and you.
2: We did this once before. You don't even remember, but we did it after um, after the Houston Supercross on a Sunday night. It was up extra early, and on that show, you predicted that would be the last time you ever see James Stewart ride a Yamaha, and it was correct. Right. So, this works out sometimes.
1: Yeah, sometimes. Um, anyways, uh, btosports.com, thank you for coming on board. I know you do all your purchases for your riding equipment from btosports.com, right, wagon.
2: Yep, and I also go to the Pulp site and order all my Amazon stuff through your widget.
1: Oh, that thing is killing it! Just Looking killing it, it. Up, man. Yeah, you, you got to be you. You got to be just hating it. You, um...
2: I'm not kidding. I, I seriously bought a new vacuum cleaner two weeks ago. Oh, you using did using the Pulp widget. Oh, you did? No, I, I really do. I did. I'd probably I probably spent. I'd say in the last six months, including say Christmas, I probably spent a thousand dollars through the widget. So how much is how much is that for you?
1: That's uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I uh, 7, 70 bucks, yeah. 70
2: bucks, 7%. Don't ever say I didn't do anything for you.
1: Jesus. I had no idea. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I, I, yeah. My dad does it too. Here I would have thought that you would have just bought stuff from garage sales and stuff.
2: Well, the first thing I do is go to Craigslist, of course. Right. But the thing I need isn't available secondhand. Then I'll go to Amazon and then never go to an actual store. No way. Right.
1: Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. No. Um, Hey, uh, thanks you, thank you for Millville for uh, inviting me uh, to dinner on Friday night. You, Jeff Emig, Kelly Staves. St- st- yeah, I say Stavez, good, good job. And, and a couple yeah. of real nice uh, one producer, one camera guy, I believe, uh, from the TV show. Big heavy hitter dinner. And Michael Byrne. And there
2: I was. Yeah, we had Chris, uh, Chris Diesel. We call him. He does the international show. It's kind of weird. We have two shows running at the same time in the second motos. Like, it's on NBC Sports here in the U.S., but they're also putting together a show internationally. And I think an hour-long show in Europe is 52 minutes, and here it's 44.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: So that guy's in there making his own version of the show live as we're doing it. Like, sometimes when we go to commercial, we have to keep announcing for him to get those extra eight minutes.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So you you have to announce those extra eight minutes. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we do every week. When we go to commercial, here you never hear it, but we just come right back on and keep announcing the whole time. And then we have to try to remember, don't use your best stuff during the commercial because only (laughs) half the audience is going to hear it. Like, whatever good point you had or scoop you had, wait until both the American and international audience can both hear it.
1: Just another thing you're you're juggling in the booth there. It's pretty bad. Like, for me, this is the only
2: thing I know, so I think it's fairly... Regular, but I can't imagine those dudes hitting the buttons and the switches. And right. uh, one of these days, I mean, they have to get the graphics right. Think about that. Like every time they put something on a screen, it has to be the right network. And I think this week we had a two-minute changeover. Like the satellite had to go move to a beam to another look at, like in two minutes, or we're screwed.
1: Right,
2: kind of weird. It, I don't think many. There's not many events that work like that.
1: At halftime, we switched
2: to another network.
1: Yeah. I love the people that yeah. are complaining about that too. I, I I can't get over that. Well, okay. If you don't, I get tweets and emails about I don't get the channels, and That's I want to yeah. I want to write back and say, you cheap ass, get the channels. Maybe they can't though. Maybe they physically can't get them for whatever reason. I'm not sure. I have every movie channel and everything, so I'm not, maybe I'm Daddy Warbucks over here. But I feel like if you love Moto, it's probably about a seven dollar package. No. Eight dollars a month package.
2: Mine was um, two to get fuel, two dollars, and it came with like ten channels. Is awesome.
1: I don't get the complaining. Okay, well, I don't get the complaining about I don't get the channels. I feel like saying, just spend the money, bro. It's you know, it's more. It,
2: but I, I would assume there are there must be some situations where it's not available. Okay. I have to yeah. think most of the complaints are Maybe. that right. Gotta yeah,
1: be. and uh, and the the part two of that is the people saying. And I got to change the channel, and it's on two different – I'm just like, really? Like, really? I mean, it's four hours. Four yeah. hours. And you just want four hours on one channel in the middle of the day. Like, big deal. You have to change a channel. I don't oh, – I just, I just don't get it. I mean, our, our fans, some of our fans will just never be happy. Never, ever be happy.
2: Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's just, I understand the schedule maybe gets a little confusing because sometimes we're, you know, all four motos live and sometimes it's not. But right. I think if you're into it enough to be going to pulp and emailing you,
1: right. Yeah, you should point. be
2: into it enough to find it. I right. understand, like, for the general guy, it'd be awesome if it was every Saturday, 1 o'clock, four straight hours, one network. But for but, uh, people that are into it enough to be emailing you, I think they could figure it out.
1: Are you saying that pulp isn't big time? Is that what you're saying? That what you're saying? Your
2: core. How about that? Your core.
1: Um, no, and, that and, better. And what about? And what about a DVR? Doesn't everybody have a DVR
2: now? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't even. I don't change anything any week. I just set it right. the weekend before Hangtown and just does it.
1: I don't know, man. Yeah. I don't. I don't get it. Like I understand. Okay, if you can't get the channel, I get that. But uh, um, I don't know. It just. It just it confounds me. So. Um. Yeah. Anyway, dinner. Was, dinner. You enjoyed the dinner. Dinner the was dinner. good. Yeah, and you bought, but not really. There's no way that Jason Wygant pays for that dinner. But Racer X paid for it. And uh, do we know? Is that going to make it? Y- you were a little nervous. no. I don't know. I
2: mean, it went on the Racer X credit card, but that doesn't mean that it's been approved. Like, right? right. You know, I'll send a thing in. Maybe today I'll send a thing over, and uh-huh. eyeballs will pop out. Are but you- it's been tough. Like I've been living off other people's tab. Um, Beaker picked up tab for Amig and I last week. Um, It was a Fox thing and the fuel, the poor fuel guy, I think he's bought like four dinners. Yeah. Um, I just felt like I should do something. So who knows, man, this could be my last podcast.
1: Are you coming back to me for that 13, 14 bucks? If that happens? Like if they say no way, like, are you hitting me up for the, the dinner?
2: Well, I would venture to say if I told every if I told them who I bought dinner for, you'd probably be the one they would they would most object to. <laughs> oh, Fuel guy, TV yeah, producer, yeah. Emig, Kelly, the Pip reporter. All right, good, good, good. Michael her. Byrne, Racer. Oh, Mathis, no.
1: Yeah. Uh, hey, and speaking of Kelly, uh, my first interaction with her, um, and I think she's been doing a good job. We had Georgia Lindsay on the Pulp Show last night, and uh, I brought up again about how she's been Wally Pipped. Um, yeah. The uh, she, I was really surprised. She's. Like, really asking a lot of questions. She seems like she's super into wanting to know everything she can about the sport. I was impressed. She had a little cheat sheet and a little notebook and all that.
2: Yeah, she was embarrassed because she wanted to ask some questions. And she's like, oh, yeah, but I don't want to. This is during dinner. Like, everybody's just hanging out. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, you're forcing us to answer and bench race about motocross. Like, we will all be pumped. Ask your questions. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. none of us would be like, "Oh God, do we need to talk about the racing at dinner?" <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah,
2: that's all she, we do every had, day. Yeah,
1: she had the cheat sheet with all the points and who's finished where at each race, and like, impressive. Yeah.
2: What I what I noticed, and this is the hardest thing. You know, um, I've gone this before because. I announced the GNCCs, and for some reason the company seems to think I literally like walked out of the woods, like (laughs) appeared, hovered in mud out of a swamp, and said, let me announce for you. Um, It didn't really go that way, but that's the way they seem to remember it. So they always think that there's people out there that would do a good job. There's talent amongst us, I always hear. And it's all based on the belief of there's people out there that know this stuff, and it's as if, if you know it, everything else is easy. I talked about this last week. Like, I don't want to be known as a good announcer because I know a lot about motocross. Right. Because I want to be a good announcer. So, you know, she does the homework and does the research. But the most importantly, she puts it together. Like, we were over at the Kawasaki truck on Saturday. And she was talking to Weimer, and she's like, I've only been to a couple races, but why does it seem like you're overlooked? Like, you've been getting podium. I talk to you every week on the podium. Right. But no one ever brings you up as one of the top guys. And I'm like, now, see, that's the key. Anyone could look up the stats and see that Weimer's had a bunch of uh, podium finishes in the motos. Mm -hmm. But you've got to take it to the next level to be like, hey, why is it that this guy doesn't seem to be getting as much talk as his results deserve? And then you ask him about it and you come up with a pretty good human interest story about his personality and why doesn't he stand out, which I think that's always been the case at Weimer. That's a pretty accurate observation. He does kind of get overlooked for some reason. And that's the key, being able to put that together, not just having a sheet of paper, but using it properly.
1: Right. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, she's, she's, yep. she's taken an interest to it and figured out and got yep. her own questions. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, she, she, was, she was good. You said she lives in Vegas.
2: Yeah, she's probably going to be on the Pulp Show soon, huh? Well,
1: I, well this, is, this is where I'm going with this. I mean, um, <laughs> we need guests. So we should get her on.
2: Uh, I think her whole thing is she's so afraid of, um, you know, like we talked about in the show last week, you know, looking not knowledgeable, looking like she hasn't done her homework, I think she's afraid to come on your show because she's afraid you're going to ask her something. She, doesn't, she won't sound knowledgeable on a certain topic or something. Right. So I think she's worried. Well, so my advice, go for it.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sure Watson will be, you know, fine with that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you th- when do you think she brings up, like I was telling her a few things about the Summer Cross and the Bud's Creek First Moto, at what point do you think sh- she works that in, or does she?
2: You know, it didn't take long for her to catch on to this mysterious Timmy that you kept bringing up. (laughs) She's on to that pretty quick, like, oh, is this Timmy
1: again? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was. Again, clever girl. Yeah, clever. Timmy. Who is this Timmy? Sport (laughs) hasn't been the same since Timmy retired. Um,
2: That's maybe the best thing, when you can get a newbie like that. Yeah. You can honestly convince them that Timmy was Carmichael.
1: Right, right, yeah. That, you know, basically he was... Maybe he, if you look in the record books, he doesn't have the actual titles, you know, like on yeah. paper, but mm-hmm. lots of bad luck, you know, lots of, you know, things that happened along I mean, the way. Like,
2: yeah. You could maybe, no, you could maybe Pastrana it. That could be it. Because if you look record-wise, Timmy and Travis are probably pretty close, right?
1: Yeah, well, uh, a couple, t- yeah, I think Travis leads him by one title. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Maybe that's the, much like Travis Pastrana, maybe is the way you need to frame him. Right.
1: Because I've been framing Kelly Smith's 2001 East Coast Four Stroke Championship, as when when we went undefeated, as sort of a Carmichael Stewart esque performance, undefeated in a, a six race series, twelve modals in a row. Um,
2: again, Bud Walters,
1: uh, Spud, uh, Kevin Walker, uh, Matt Walker, Clark Styles. You know those type of guys. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I don't. I'm same kind of deal. I frame it. You know as
2: undefeated, so. Um, yeah, the national championship that was actually only on the East.
1: Well, that, there was a West Coast, too. That's when Spud won. Spud won the West. No,
2: but you're saying you're the, won the yeah. four-stroke, the Eastern four-stroke national championship. It doesn't even make sense.
1: No. I mean,
2: that's what it was called. I know that's yeah, actually yeah. what they called
1: yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, question last night on the Pulp Show before we get into, well, the dinner was good. I, I, yeah. I was pumped on it. Froze always a good time. Um, love the stories. But, uh, question last night on the Pulp Show, and we were thinking I might be calling you, but it was late. Who's had the better career? JT or Barry Carsten? And there was intense, intense debate last night on the show about this. And unfortunately, our friend JT didn't call in. He said he was going to. Um, but he did not call in from Amsterdam. Probably lost amid the red light district. But my point, Berluti, Watson was out, Sir Berluti sat in last night. Berluti thought that maybe JT did. I, unfortunately, I went with Karsten because at Karsten's podiumed 125 supercrosses before, and led the points here and there. So I narrowly took Barry over JT, although JT's got the tougher competition, I believe, nowadays and, uh, and all that. Yeah. I, I narrowly took Barry. Uh, what do you, what's your thoughts?
2: Well, there's one very easy thing to measure. Um, does JT work um, fixing... Plumbing in RVs during the wintertime? No. Barry does. Right. So I'd call that winning if you're JT. He's down in Florida, what, <laughs> riding, yes. doing motos at Chad's house? Right. Probably swimming in the pool, doing but, whatever.
1: But there hadn't been a time uh, when Barry didn't do that. Or did he? do you think Barry had a job every <laughs> every year?
2: I believe he always did. I believe he always did. And, of course, like, as only Barry Carson should, like just low-down, dirty, blue-collar work. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, I get underneath RVs. Sewers. And,
1: uh, RVs. Yeah, like RVs. I
2: get under RVs with wrenches and, like, fix the sewer lines on them. Right. Of course, that's what he does. Um, but I think you're right. Like, in the peak, in the prime, like, um, I don't know how far up the rank JT got in his, uh, you know, lights days or every 125 days, but there was a brief time for, like, two or three years where Barry was, like, somewhat of a contender Maybe for a title if it worked out. Now okay. obviously the no, competition was. was no, there was never
1: was there was never a chance that Carson was ever a favorite for a title at all. He ever. led the point. It doesn't matter. He was never a favorite. He was never like, Can Barry do it? Never.
2: No, it. no, 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 Stop no, no. But if if they had asked you at the beginning of the year, like, hey, who do you think your competition would be? his name might have gotten thrown in there. Because I no. think he got fourth one no. year.
1: No, no never. Like fifth The other? No, never, never. But You're, you you were forgetting how weak the competition
2: was back then. Like, Mike Jones almost won the title twice. Like, they didn't work, these dudes didn't have factory rise. Like, this was just like, like, privateers could win Supercross titles back then. You're forgetting this. This wasn't a juggernaut.
1: I, I'm just, um. Uh, uh, Mike
2: Jones, dude. Mike Jones, I think, lost one title by a point and then got second another year. And he, g- he, Mike gave, Jones.
1: And he gave Stevens all he could handle that year. Uh, then he won it. But What's I'm saying?
2: like, I don't think Mike Jones goes down in history in the annals as like one of the greatest supercross talents ever, but he was a legit title contender. I almost won.
1: I don't know if Barry so, was ever there.
2: I don't think the gap between you think the gap between Mike Jones I'm and Barry up, Carson was that big.
1: I'm pulling out the record books right now. He got like fourth one year. I'm pulling them out. Hold on. Hold, please. Uh, Are 89. we even
2: talking about Millville at any point? Led Carson points, got dude. fourth in
1: 1990. Four- Carson got fourth in 1990. He got fourth again in 89.
2: There you go. He got fourth uh, two, two years in a row. Two so if you're throwing places. out the, hey, fifth, who hey do fifth, you think?
1: fifth and 87. Fifth and 87.
2: Okay. a Fifth and two-fourths. So how would he not ever get now? I'm not saying that anyone said he's the guy to beat. But when they would do the generic, who do you think your competition is this year, interviews?
1: You I don't know. I'm on Barry's side. I think Barry had the better career, and we'll ask JT this. But, um, you know, JT, I think, raced in a tougher era, which, you know, we agree. But, so, anyways, what's your answer, Barry? You said no, JT because JT. He's, he's winning because he didn't have to work at an RV place. But that doesn't really mean that. That wasn't the question.
2: Uh, hey, if – Which life you're going to choose? The career did it. He made more
1: money one way or another. JT made more money for sure. Yeah,
2: yeah. That's my point. Yeah. So, yeah. And the other thing is, you know, JT was a national caliber guy, whereas Bear Dog was known just as much for taking some points and some contingency at a national, and then going to English Town on Sunday and winning the motos there. Like, I don't think. Right. Well, JT did have that one glorious summer of Dade City. But beside that, yeah, you know,
1: wow, Pecone, but he was
2: nothing Pecone. but a national Supercross, Motocross, and German yeah. champion for what a good ten years.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, he doesn't. Maybe ha- we're just. Maybe it's the difference in eras. Is that he doesn't have a shirt with himself with a number one on it like Barry though? Ooh, man, that is good.
2: Yeah, I don't know where that was from because I don't believe he ever ran one. Maybe they, maybe they made that after that one Houston Supercross when he led the point, <laughs> dude. <laughs> they,
1: they made a mass run of shirts. Yeah. Points leader. Can you imagine that?
2: Look, now we have the red plate. We should make it's just to celebrate that. Red plate holder.
1: Yeah. Well, July it, it was an interesting question, and we debated it on the show. I went with Carsten. I think Berluti went with JT. Tits didn't seem to know either who Barry Carson was. Um, yeah. And we'll, we'll get to JT's answer on that, and maybe even ask Watson. You know, and we'll do a complete roundtable. Who had the maybe. better career?
2: Now, some people are going to vote for Carsten because – he didn't get to hang out in Chad Reed's pool and instead worked in RVs. Like, that makes him more of a hero or something. Yeah, I, I yeah. suppose yeah, he can that old, angle.
1: Yeah, the old everybody loves a privateer in the back of the pits thing. Right.
2: Right, but I'm sure Barry wishes that he could have done that. And I'm sure JT right. wishes he could not have done what Carson did. So that's got to mean something.
1: Two fourths and a fifth in the 125 East Series is legit, no doubt. Three oh, top, but no, three top no, 5
2: apparently things. not. Wow. Apparently not.
1: I mean, that, that's better than I thought. Honestly, just looking up, I, I didn't think it would be that good.
2: So. That's what I'm saying. So, at his peak, yeah. like, numbers-wise, JT never was that high, was he?
1: Uh, no, no. JT's finished uh, top 10 in the series, I think, on the, in 125. I don't know if he's ever finished top 10. He was right around there. Many top 10 main event finishes um, in, the, in the lights class. Um, I don't know if Barry ever had a podium, though. I don't think he did, did he? Oh, he would have had to have. Right? To get fourth?
2: I guess so. How could you Come get fourth? On, with- yeah. Finishing not even fourth every week. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, anyways, <laughs> yeah. okay. So Millville, twenty-one minutes oh, in. Millville. Millville. Um, let's cover. Uh, let's cover the two fifty class first. And I think that uh, Tomac and Barsha need to uh, give thanks that Blake Baggett went down because um, that was a crushing, going to be a crushing performance by Blake Baggett. He was what. Eh, 10 seconds down, maybe 7 seconds down in the first moto. Yeah. And yeah. passed them all and won by 7 seconds. Passed his 3, not 1, not 2, but 3 main guys right ahead of him in the points. See you later. I'm out. And this was after 15 minutes, which of course is his trademark. If you're Tomac or No, Bart- it's not. It's not a trademark oh, yeah. anymore. Yeah, that's what he said. He's denying it.
2: Right. It's just coincidence. Sure it is.
1: Um, if you're one of those guys... If you're Tomac, are you feeling really good about your win? I guess you are, but you know. Right, you know. Deep in your heart of hearts.
2: Yeah, I think right now it's early enough and they're close enough. Uh and and Tomac's got a couple other wins this year where they still feel like, okay, he might have an edge on me right now. But I don't think they're demoralized. Um but there's no doubt that everyone like I don't think anyone, including Tomac himself, was thinking I might get him back. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, like, yeah. the crash, the crash decided the race. It was going to end with a bag win wind unless he crashed. Um, and he hasn't really crashed much this year, so it's not like you can say, well, you know, he rides too recklessly, and that's why he's going that fast. Like, uh-huh. plenty of times he can just go that fast and hold on. Yeah,
1: yeah. So,
2: I mean, I hate to say the word luck, because, you know, that's that's part of racing, not crashing. But... When he got the lead there, did anyone not think it was over?
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's like, not only was it over, but um, he won by seven seconds. It wasn't like they, like, those guys went, oh, shit, pick it up, pressure bag it, get on. No, see you later. Seven seconds. Um, I, I do. Here's one thing, though, and
2: if you watch the show, you'll notice I mentioned this a few times. Um,. Tomac has had some bad starts this year, so I think he's he seen Baggett the most. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been a couple, even going just not as far back as Red Bull, just a week ago, they were kind of back in traffic together, and several times they've been, say, like 6th and 7th, and then Baggett takes off, and I think Tomac's like, where did he go? Yeah. Um, he, to me he's gotten to experience that bag of thing a little more than the other guys and I think he's almost like curious like okay if I go all out and put in one crazy sprint for a lap can I run that pace let me see um yeah so I think he tried if you notice in the first moto you know back he, bag he went, like eight seconds back yeah he get tomac
1: yeah he went ape shit tomac
2: he did yeah. he did yeah. I think he really wanted to see if he could do it or what is this guy doing let me see right, right. he he couldn't pass Barsha in the first moto, and that ended any chance of it. And I think in the second moto, the same thing. Like, he was going to try. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't complete, like, I got nothing for him. I just lucked out. Like, he, he was going to give it a shot. I don't think it was going to be successful. But I was pumped to see that he's like, Yeah. I don't know if I well, can do it, but I'm going to give it hell.
1: Yeah, I think that's what you have to do if you're those guys. You're just like, we can't take this. I'm, I'm, you can't take this laying down. It's like, it's an, no. it's an insult. No. It's, it's a slap in the face, and I may be ending up in the, in the fences or in the creek, but I'm going yeah. for it, you know? Like,
2: this yeah, is, you did yeah. see that for sure. Tomac yeah. was like yeah. leaping out of corners and yeah. blowing berms, like, I'm going to at least try to go this fast, and I'll see what it's like. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and, which is and, cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, speak of the devil. All the way from Holland, Amsterdam, Jason Thomas, welcome to the
3: show. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm here. He's, he's on the line. He made it. I made it. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> we were just discussing the 250s, but we, we'll stop all that. We'll stop Millville. Uh What's going on? How's Amsterdam?
3: Uh, it's all right. I'm, I was in Amsterdam uh, yesterday. Yeah. And went, we went to We today, kind of uh, out of town a little bit. And then now I'm at uh, the guy that helped me come over, uh, Yarno, his house, kind of out in the country now.
1: I like Ouija. I like how JT has a race on Saturday, but he had to go to Amsterdam early, you know, to get acclimated to the to the town, yeah. to the country. Yeah, well, yeah. there's
2: a lot to
3: acclimate to in Amsterdam, no doubt. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we were in Amsterdam yesterday, but I won't be back there until I have to fly out. Right. So.
1: And, and do we know if Hanny made the trip?
3: Yeah, he flew in today. Oh. Yeah, I, uh, I saw him at the hotel right before I had to leave. Okay. So
1: Tell him I said here. hi. Yeah. Tell him I said hi.
3: I'll do that. Yeah you think Hannay was I feel, like, I feel like he doesn't man. really like me because of how much he hates you.
1: <laughs> it actually moves over. It's, yes. <laughs> sort of, it's like a stink cloud. It's like a stink cloud that just it comes over <laughs> you.
3: Yeah, I'm hated by association.
1: Um, so, and, and Partridge, I, I saw Partridge's Twitter. He's going over there too. So Yeah,
3: this year, uh, I guess they were on the same flight. So, uh,
1: so it's on this weekend. No Washugo for Jason Thomas, a Holland nope. Sand slash Supercross race.
3: That's yes, it's sandy, but it's kind of uh, like hard, hard sand. Um, it's not like, you know, WOMO or anything like that. So, right. Uh, yeah, it's a huge, like, big festival and uh, all kinds of, like, crazy stunts going on and big race and everything, so should it should be good.
1: It wouldn't be you if it wasn't jacked up in some way, so how's the bike and everything? Like, what's going on with that? <laughs>
3: No, it was all right. Um, you, racing for a Suzuki team here in Holland. Did you bring and, anything uh, over?
1: Did you bring any parts yeah, over? Yeah, I brought
3: suspension and, you know, bars and all that kind of stuff. Right. So, uh, yeah, it was good. We rode today. It was really a must-begin. Weege, do we, do we, do we get,
1: to get to his 17th, or do we get to the other thing we were debating before he got on?
2: Let's talk about the 17th, because I'm disappointed. You finally got some momentum going, and you're just going to leave it behind. <laughs> Actually, I'm
3: just bringing it over, bringing it with me, and to build on it, oh. and then you know, find that little bit I'm yeah. missing, and then you know, yeah, and I'm doing my I'm doing my uh, Southwick press in the sands of Holland.
1: I like it. Okay, That's actually, yeah. what's going on? Yeah, uh, all right. You know, and and we no s- one
3: will be more prepared than me for Southwick coming from the sands of Holland. Yeah,
1: and we said, you know, Meg said on the telecast that you really got to. Capitalize on your momentum in the second half and and as Wygant pointed out, you have uh quadrupled your points from the first half, so you are capitalizing
3: i have i would say it's a late season surge you're but, down, um, right
1: you're down quite yeah. a bit to dunge but i am yeah
3: yeah, nothing is overseas, but <laughs> uh, obviously I have a huge gap to make up yes uh, i'm going you know put a little bit more into that. By missing the race completely this weekend, Southwick, I start my charge to the front.
1: Uh, it was a good moto for you. It was a typical Jason Thomas moto where you were buried again, and you you got fortunate with some with some guys wearing out in the heat. But you just kept going and going and going. And you and Vince Freeze were in a Titanic battle for a little yep. while, um, and you just kept picking guys off that were crashing and fading and pulling off and whatever. Um, it was yep. a, it was a real Jason Thomas moto.
3: Yeah, I remember like <clears throat> a few laps in, probably ten minutes into the moto, I, I saw like twenty fourth on my pit board. Mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh boy, you guys let me get to twenty fourth at this point, it's on now. You know what I mean? It was just like I knew I was getting points. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was a good
1: feeling. Um no, it was good. It was good to see and chain chain break first moto. Bummer.
3: Yeah, that wasn't good. I, I felt like I could have um had a chance to get up there. Um it was still like not even halfway yet. And, uh, I, you know, just I dropped my lap times quite a bit the last couple laps before that happened, and, you know, it's never fun to DNF. So, whatever. Nothing I can do about that. Yeah, no
1: doubt about it. Um, No, good to see. 17th. Like yeah.
3: You. Not everybody can get starts like Burner. so.
1: Yeah. And Jimmy, top Jimmy, second moto too. Yeah.
3: yeah he killed it. They both, their starts were on point.
1: And Kyle Regal's starts were really good too, and we'll get to him in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Wygan, did you have lunch with the JGR guys? Oh, yes. Oh, uh, that had to <laughs> how much of it can you tell us? <laughs>
2: um, it's 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 bizarre to me because, like, Kyle's around. Like, I don't know if they're, like, conveniently – I don't know if they're, like, onto it. Like, at the minute he leaves the room is when they say this stuff or not. Like, I'm not keeping track like they are. Right. Uh, maybe. I mean, like I said, it's just yeah. it's comedy, um, man. Comedy.
1: Before we got to you, – before you called in, JT, um, big debate last night on the Pulp show. We had a question from a, from a listener. Um, Berluti sat in for Watson. Watson was ill. Get well soon, yep. Kenny. Um, who had the better career, Jason Thomas or Barry Carsten?
3: Ooh, that's a good one.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It oh, is. oh yeah, lots of debate. We mean, why just finished uh, fifteen minutes on it? Um, you know, Bear Dog- I
2: said you win because you swim in Chad Reed's pool and Barry uh, wrenches like uh, the plumbing system on RVs. <laughs> and, and Barry swam in the
1: Hudson
3: River. <laughs> and you Yeah, exactly. Pro- and that's a prob- win in my book.
1: You've probably made more money in your career than Barry has. Um
3: possibly. I don't know. Barry does really well with Suzuki Contingency or used to. Yeah. Like he was he was making a lot of money at one point, like after he had already retired, so mm-hmm. I don't know. Um
1: Barry finished top five in the points three times.
3: So Oh, he's got me covered then, for sure.
1: Well, not according to to uh Wygant, who who voted yeah, for Yeah, I mean I have
3: I have my my overseas exploits. Right? But uh mm-hmm. I don't know, but Carson was good, man. Like at in his prime, he was really really good.
1: Do you think when Carson in his prime, do you think he was one of the guys that many people were like, "Hey, he's going to be one of the main competitors tonight?"
3: Well, Honestly, whenever he was in his prime, I was kind of like at super, van, super fan age, yes. you know, like right. a teenager, you know, young teens, whatever. Um, and, yeah, yeah, I looked at him like that. I remember, like, Atlanta, 92, he finished okay. on the podium. Um, yeah. All right. And, then like, Orlando, 96, he was, like, fifth or something. He, but he was, like, up front the whole race. So. Right. Uh, I mean, in his prime, he was definitely a lot better than I ever was. So, I don't know. Just have to. Did you ever, I guess it's a matter of a pin, but I have a lot of respect for that guy. Did guess. you
1: ever finish top ten in the lights points?
3: Yes, I did. I only raced the lights class like a full series one time. Okay. Uh, and that was ninety nine, and I got ninth, I think. Okay. So. So I mean, yeah. I think if I would have stayed at it, I could have done a lot better than that. But.
1: But you've you've also never had a real job. Correct. No, I haven't. No. So that's why point where you win. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I I did say I think at the peak, Barry's results were better, but it doesn't really matter because winning is not wrenching on RVs for a living.
1: (laughs) That seems to be (laughs) Wackett's main point. If you're not working on RVs for a living, you've won. Well, I
2: mean, that's that's definitely a measure of success in some way, shape, or form.
1: Hopefully there's no RV mechanics listening to this right now.
2: Not going to be well, And it's influence. enough money to you made enough money on the motorcycle to not have to work another job or not. That's a pretty big line in the same. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But don't you? And feel- when you say RV mechanic, you don't mean like Mike Williamson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not RVs mechanic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you mean like a Winnebago with Chevy Chase driving around the country?
1: I feel like Barry didn't have to work, though, but Barry chose to.
3: Maybe that was a testament to how good he really was. It was like, right. you know, this racing thing isn't enough work for me. I'm going to go tear apart a diesel engine this week.
1: And then I'm going to work <laughs> for the AMA, and I'm going to buy more jean shorts.
3: And, hey, I'm going to have my wife be my mechanic just to show you guys <laughs> that I got it. Right, right. Wow, what a tactician. Smart, that Never knew thing. about
2: the mind games.
1: Um, all right, back on to the race, or do we want any more discussion of this?
2: I, I think you need now to go a little go bit to to the Barry uh, show it. I think you need to bring a little of this on to your show next Monday too, add to this, because that's where the debate started, right?
1: Yeah, it did. Yeah, Tits didn't seem yeah. to know who Barry Carson was. But berludi
2: Shocker. Uh, Another win for JT.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but Berluti, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, he he chimed in. So, um, Yeah. Uh, anyways. All right, Millville. So, look, we're talking about 250 Fs. Um, so, Tomac won. Barsha got second. You know what, what what's sucks about that, too, uh, guys, is that Baggett crashes. He's in eighth. Or ninth? What is he?
2: He's eighth at the end of the lap, and then eighth? I guess uh, Moose can't fell in front of him, so he might have uh-huh. even gone further back for a moment, maybe. I don't know.
1: And that is, what, 20 minutes in? Were we 20 in?
2: No, no, no. He's eighth in the first lap.
1: No, I mean, when he crashed, when he got up after Baggett, after Baggett fell. What
2: was he in? Oh, oh you're talking about the second moto. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. yeah, it was, I think, yeah, something like that. 17, 20 minutes.
1: Okay, like and he's, what, eighth? Back then? He's. Sorry, back to eight? okay. And 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 he still gets fourth, and Barsha only makes one point up on him. Like everything went Barsha and Tomac's way, sort of. And and still Baggett got up, you know, ha- had time to wave at the flagger, and still got up and got fourth. You know, so it's it's tough. <laughs> he's just he's just that good right now.
2: Did you? He was basically. You know how, like, someone would complain on the highway if someone's, like, blowing by you, like, they're going 90, and they're, like, on their phone and, like, drinking a cup of coffee? hmm That's what he was doing. Like, he was passing dudes while adjusting his visor, straightening out the bars, like, just trying to, you know, fix his glove, and he's blowing by dudes while working on this. <laughs> it was bizarre. Like, you're like, it looks like he's got a problem, but he is passing Jason Anderson, so maybe
1: not. Yeah. I don't pu- know. He's pulling down his sleeve. And adjusting his visor and pulling a tear off, going through Justin Anderson in the sand whoops. Hey, you, you know one thing I <laughs> don't. Much. One thing I don't like about Baggett lately is uh, what's with the lappers. What's with the, the demonstrations and the lookovers and the waving? And I don't like that. JT, you you probably didn't see the race, JT. So you, you, you. I did. Oh, you did. Watching
3: on, I was, no, I was watching the truck in the semi. I was watching on
1: the oh, TV. Oh, okay, yeah. Um. I feel like everybody has to deal with lappers. They are a part of life. I mean, JT screwed up Dungy's Hangtown. Kevin Tapia has had a, a few run-ins, and it happens. It shit happens uh, on the track. And I feel like Baggett's got a little too much of a chip on his shoulder. Do you, do you agree, JT, or am I am I just being a, a crybaby?
3: Yeah. I'm yeah. Not it. What? I a situation where it's affected him. It's just, you know, it just pissed him off, really. I mean, it hasn't changed anything for him, so uh, maybe he's overreacted a little bit just because it didn't, you know, I, I can understand if it ruined his race or something like that, which it it has for people. You know, like Tapia with rocks and Ambarsha, Bagot has been the benefactor. Yeah, and Barsha... So and, and you kind of have to live by the sword and die by the sword, I think.
1: Tapia told me that Barsha was cool about it. He didn't roost a medic. And he didn't—he didn't circle back, <laughs> and, and you lose his mind. Um, I just feel like Lappers, shit happens. Lappers don't always do what you want, and I feel like Baggett is being a little bit, little bit too much of a, you know, hey, get out of the way. I'm so much better than you. I'm Blake Baggett.
3: Yeah, he kind of has to look at it too. Like I was saying, that he's made passes because of Lappers this year. Right. So yeah. it's not always going to work in your favor every single time, you know? Yeah.
1: What do you think, Weege? Am I am I out of line or do you think?
3: Weege? First, I feel
2: bad that um, Tapia, um, boy, he knew it was coming. Apparently, I heard he pulled off of the track, I believe, to avoid <laughs> when he was getting lapped. I think the <laughs> second moto. Yeah. Because don't think I wasn't watching when I was looking. I'm like, okay, they've lapped up to 24th, right. Tapia's 22nd. Um, and the reason why I was so interested is the poor guy. I mean Tapia is a super cool guy. Obviously, he didn't mean to get in someone's way. That doesn't happen unless you're JT and you're, you know, trying to make a name for yourself. I guess. Yeah. But yeah. Most of the latter, I'm really just trying to ruin the sport, Luigi. Yes, yes. Most guys, I think, don't two, want to do that. You
1: two should get together but and ruin the sport together.
2: Our sport, and wait until <laughs> Southwick when the, we don't see the gate drop.
1: Right.
2: so, Tapia. I see the list of things they asked the editors to put together for for the TV show this week. Uh And on that list was Tevin Tapia, Lapper Playlist. And I'm like, no, they've got it ready. If Tapia gets in the way, we're going to roll out the, here's several examples of (laughs) Tapia screwing up people's races this year. Oh, Oh, man. So luckily for him, he pulled I guess he just pulled over. Like, I'm going to just stop and let yeah. these guys go by. And yeah, he has yeah, no yeah. idea what kind of bullet he dodged.
1: Right, right. <laughs> Good um, move. Uh, M- Musquin had an off race for him. Um, and I predicted big things for him last year at Washugo because of the slippery track and the great throttle control he has.
3: What was that? Whoa. Sorry, Ed. Moving around here. I Holland it. style. Yeah.
1: Jeez. Um I think that was a toilet, JT. That was a European toilet right there. Nah. Um, uh. But for the first Wander time, troop. we saw Blake Wharton in the top five. And Blake had a good race. I feel like Blake should always be in the fifth, sixth place spot. But Will Hahn, Jason Anderson, and Musquin, have kind of taken that from him. But I, I don't know. I, I think highly of Blake Wharton's talent. Good to see him finally get a fifth. And there goes a the bullet train in Holland.
3: I'm sorry, they're wild. Can we get
2: someone speaking Dutch back there somewhere?
3: Anyone? You're in a haunted uh, mansion, the
2: way those doors squeak.
1: <laughs> I, I expect Eddie Murphy to come out any minute. Uh, anyways, uh, Bogle made his return. What do you think about Bogle's race, Wygant? Uh ten eight, um Kind of where I think I thought he would be, you know?
2: I think it was actually even better than that because most of the motos he was would- further up than ten eight, and then I think that, you know, the first race back deal, I think he pumped up a little bit, you know, got to him, you know, his fitness, I'm sure, has to have suffered a little bit, he did have knee surgery, but he looked just as fast as that other group, you know, that group we were just saying, you know, like Hahn and Anderson, Mooscan wasn't even there really this weekend, but, you know, it looked like he could at least be a player with that group, which is a good place to start, so, uh, he and Anderson, at the end of the day, I was like, how did they get those results? It seemed like they were further up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Anderson's header pipe I know came out in the second moto so that screwed him up but yeah, um, no I thought it was good for Vogel
1: yeah definitely first race back uh, good to see Robbie Renard there too back Robbie
2: <sighs> at Millville man
1: oh 95 Millville Ugh, just destroyed everybody see you later um, what about um, uh, Alex Martin I thought he'd do better uh, did he crash what happened to Alex Martin yeah I don't know you're right. Did he? I don't know because he went sixteen nine, but I feel like I feel like something must have happened to him at somewhere along the line to get sixteen nine. Like, you know, that's obviously his home track. He lives there, so
2: yeah. And I think he's done better there just about every year, right? And he usually, usually seventh, eighth, something like that at that race, fairly consistently. It seemed like year after year. Hey, fifteenth. Mem- he does better than that. Most races.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Remember our talk about what do you call the tracks, too, by the way? Who calls Millville Spring Creek? Nobody. No one. No one. It's Millville.
3: Jason Wigand does on the broadcast.
2: Got to. But um, no one, yeah. Hey, I had to send in my invoice, my expenses this weekend, and I sent it in. Here's my expenses for Redbud. Here's my expenses for Millville. Not Buchanan. Right. not Spring Creek.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, different, different deal. Right. So,
2: Buchanan. Has anyone ever called Redbud Buchanan? Right.
1: No. And <laughs> has anybody called Millville Spring Creek? No. It's the town, or this, or the or the track, or both, or sometimes one. I don't get it. I don't know why it is like that way, but it is.
2: Delmont. Anyone ever used Delmont?
1: Yeah. Um. Just want to let you guys know too. Gannon Ardette switched from. AG Fuels KTM to Mun Racing KTM in a midweek change of team. Not sure if anybody re- realized that. Still on KTMs. Just wanted to know if anybody realized that besides me. Interesting. No.
3: Was he aware of it? I heard they were going uh, to black flag uh, Jason Anderson at one point. For the header? Yeah. And then they decided to let it go. I actually heard that they went down and talked to Mitch Payton. And asked him if the bike would finish, because they were scared it was going to lock up on him and he would get hurt. They asked uh,
1: the competing team manager.
3: Just what I was told. <laughs> what I was told. Someone off. in MX Sports asked Mitch Payton, "Will the bike, you know, what what's going to happen with this thing? You know, a motorcycle in general." And Mitch said, "You know, should be okay. Valve may break or something, but it should be okay." And they let it go. That Was what I was told.
1: It's kind of shit you can't make up.
3: Um, no, Mike.
2: Hey, uh, um, if hey, the bike had locked up over like the Holy Schmidt jump and Anderson just went flying, would Mitch have been like, "Hmm, should have taken your off"? Yes, I was wrong. When you had it.
1: Hey, um, Rick Hendrick, we're wondering about Carl Edwards' Ford. We're, we're we really would like your opinion on if we should what we should do with his Ford right now. It, it, the roof didn't measure at the same measure. Oh my God, Jesus Christ. Um, Oh my God! I wish you wouldn't have said that. I'm gonna maybe edit that out just to make us not look like a clown show.
3: Um, <laughs> You're gonna no, gonna need to edit out a, more, a lot
1: more than that. <laughs> nothing's gonna. I mean, it's pushing. It's pushing exhaust note out. It's fine. Nothing's gonna happen. Dave Dye's head pipe broke off while of Washugul one year. Um, and everybody. And we should have people at MX sports slash AMA that know this and not ask a competing team manager. Um, but maybe you heard it wrong. Tully
3: Tully's at the races, right? Nope. Pretty sure if somebody was there. They watched they watch this happen
1: let's just say you don't know for sure that that happened
3: you can say that i'm not saying that
1: (laughs) hey guys thanks for listening to these podcasts they wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for btosports.com as well as the other advertisers so i appreciate if you just listen to this deal with it order some stuff from bto and then we'll get right back to the show thanks
0: thanks for listening to the btosports.com podcast show Please don't forget that BTO is the world leader in aftermarket motocross parts for the bike or body. You'll find deals like a Shoei VFXW helmet for $309.99, 45% off, or Smith Piston goggles for $32.99, 65% off. Your order can be shipped anywhere in the USA for free. Or if you're not in the USA, we ship worldwide. Check it out at btosports.com. JT Racing USA is back to reestablish its deep roots in the motocross industry with an all-new, innovative line of racewear and casual wear. While bringing many of JT's strongest design elements from its golden years back to life, the racewear is constructed with the highest grade material on the market and has a technological fit, feel, and function that is sure to raise the bar in how motocross gear is being built. JT has relaunched itself back into motocross with the Pro Tour jersey, classic pants, lifeline, and flex Field gloves in eight colorways with an assortment of men's and women's casual wear to add to its collection. By redefining the meaning of airflow, JT has incorporated its airline system technology into this collection and have launched their all-new ALS 2 helmet in seven colorways to complete the rebirth of the brand. The wait is over. Hey, after my
1: impassioned plea and observations for Star Racing to keep Kyle Peters, um, he didn't have a great race this weekend, despite running up front again. So, maybe now he's
0: hurt,
2: I
3: believe. Oh, is he? Yeah,
1: yeah dislocated he his, his shoulder. shoulder. Yeah, dislocated his shoulder. And Swanepoel yeah. broke his leg.
3: Yeah, that was a weird deal. Like, he had a lapper or
1: something, first moto? Oh, no. Um, second moto. Uh,
3: second moto. No, first moto. Nope, second moto. First moto. Nope. He didn't start the second moto.
1: You're right, first moto, because he he was the twelfth, and he only (laughs) lost three spots by breaking his leg. It was on the last lap.
3: That's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, And so,
3: I can't get fifteenth with both legs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, uh, star racing. Each of
2: your legs only adds up to one normal sized leg. This is true. Yes.
1: So Cole Thompson is trying out for Star Racing. I guess it's not a done deal, Wygant, spite.
2: Oh, yeah? Yeah.
1: So he's riding a bike today. Going to ride a Star 250F. I would imagine it's going to happen, probably. Um, And Doug Schipinski, the team manager at Star, was let go, which means they're going through two managers in a year. So some news there on the Star Racing front.
2: Um, I believe that uh, part of the – I'm amazed that we got um – Differing stories on Cole Thompson because it seemed like that team, you know, communication-wise, and everybody's just on the same page. Yeah, they seem completely. like
1: they seem totally like between Bobby Reagan and Chad Lanza, and yeah, I mean, there's no doubt there's one message coming out of there.
2: because yeah, we got it from Lanza, but he's only half of the ownership of the team, so maybe maybe someone else thinks otherwise or right, knows otherwise.
1: Right. And I don't think Lanza and Reagan talk that much. Oh really? Yeah, I don't know. We we'll have to get Aaron Hansel on that, but uh,
3: anyway. <laughs> Um, they yeah, said, by the way, Chad Lanza, Schipin- Bobby Reagan, and then one of their, their main sponsors is Brian Deegan. <laughs> it's a real smorgasbord of personalities there.
2: Fair point. Um, and I believe with the, the uh, Shapinsky deal is that uh, he, Lanza told us that Ryan Morris, they're going to bring the last couple races or he's going to start to work. They're still basically paying Morris. And obviously he can't ride. So they're having him take care of some of the details that a team manager would. So they can keep uh, employing him. And as for Dougie Shop, uh, I guess. Sorry about your luck. I guess
1: that's tough. That's a, that's a tough deal. Yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, so yeah, some changes going on there with different guys and different riders. And we uh, Jeremy Martin. Uh, he'll race at uh, Unadilla, right? Or Southwick? What's the next race we're going to after the break? At Southwick? Yeah.
3: Uh, yes, yeah,
2: back. so Jeremy yep.
1: Martin will yep. be on that team, right? You'll be at Loretta's uh, telling us all about it.
2: Yeah, this will be really, really interesting how this, you know, it, it seems like the team has had some problems here, but they actually have their best, you know, they have Cooper Webb also. They have, you might argue, you know, what, two of the four or two of the three biggest prospects uh, in amateur racing locked up, you know. So
1: oh, with that team, they have, with that team's pedigree, good luck to those guys. Hopefully, uh, well, that's what I'm getting at. Right. Like, it seems like
2: they're having troubles, but at the same time, their most critical juncture is coming soon. Like, where they right. really have to perform. So this is going to be. Uh, let's see how it works.
1: I hope the weight of an oil tank and a carburetor doesn't weigh those expectations down.
2: Like seriously, carb bet- car bikes are lighter.
1: Between the team, which I believe has issues, and the bike, which is now going on nine years old, they redid it in '03. <laughs> It is now going on nine years old. I I, I, I do wonder what's
3: going on. sometimes. On. I do wonder what's going on myself. I
1: wonder what's happening in Amsterdam. What is going on in Holland?
3: Sorry, I'm at my the promoter's. That's his wife is cleaning some stuff. It's awesome. It's
1: good. It's good. It's good podcast. And that squeaky door. Can someone get some WD-40 for that door, please?
2: I'm all for it. I mean, doesn't it add to the to yeah. the to the, the feel that we have here of so. calling in from Europe, preparing for a race. I think so. Um, living and training in a barn, I'm sure.
1: One last thing about the 2 F class. Mike McDade. Is that the guy who I get from Morgantown who was once a promising pro and then quit, and now he's back? Yes.
2: Yes. 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 Mike McDade, whose most famous moment was um, when the Alessis used to do like their tour of, you know, we're going to race all the national tracks years in advance. <laughs> and... <laughs>
1: They did do that, didn't they? They were, Oh, yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Years
1: in well, advance. Well, I reminded
2: Mike. Remember, they lived at Millville. They lived there for a summer. Yeah. To get ready for the first national. Um, <laughs> anyway, the Alessi showed up at a local race. It wasn't High Point or Still City, or it wasn't Delmont or Mount Morris. It was some other race. I think it was a qualifier or something for Loretta. So they, that's where they were hanging out. So that's where they raced. And um, the McDade guy... The Alessis would set up autograph stock and make it all look totally professional. Apparently, the McDade guy goes up. Uh, like, hey, can I get one of those posters? And Mike's like, yeah, what's your name? He's like, oh, Mike. Oh, hey, to Mike, man, good luck out there. All right, thanks. And then he takes the poster from Alessi, crumples it up, and throws it in his face and says, I hate you.
1: <laughs> Come on. No, you're making that up. You just made that up. <laughs> That's
2: the story. I did not just make that up. We even had a picture in the racing paper of McDade holding a crumpled up, like he unraveled a crumpled up poster. <laughs> I hate you. He baited him in. Oh yeah, could you sign yeah, my name is Mike. Oh,
1: could you sign? Oh, thanks, man. Oh, I appreciate it. I hate you. <laughs> I love it. Oh Mike McDade's my favorite rider ever.
2: Because <laughs> they were in the A class or something. I think they he took out McDade's buddy or something, supposedly, I don't know, okay, in the yeah. in who, the moto. Who
1: knows, right? Yeah. Or Jeff Jeff took out McDade's buddy who was giving Mike some problems. <laughs>
3: Um just the Enforcer.
1: <laughs> he is, yeah, he's yeah. the goon. Um Oh God. Okay, let's let's move on. We're getting late here. And well, JT, do you have to go or how's that phone bill looking?
3: No, I'm, I'm on I'm on Wi Fi.
1: Okay. Fit. All right. Uh four fifty class, um uh Dunji one again. Um only by twenty seconds though in the first moto.
3: Do you think he was taking it easy, JT? I don't know. That's uh seems like a small margin. Um but he, he to be honest with you, he didn't really get to the lead until pretty late, it seemed like, right? Like um, unless, he, unless he wrote led for a while. For him, yeah.
1: Was it ten yeah. minutes? Or was it longer? You Something think? like that. Yeah. Ten minutes, four laps, five laps.
3: Yeah, so yeah, it wasn't laps twenty minutes. Put twenty seconds on in twenty minutes. That's pretty decent.
1: <laughs> it's all right. Um, <laughs> hey, let's get well, okay. Good job, Ryan Dungy. Kills it. He's going to win the title. He's amazing. And, uh, yeah. But let's skip to Alessi. Um, Lots of debate with Alessi going on. Wygant, you got – you were in the middle of a big controversy this past week with Mike Alessi. A little bit.
2: Uh, Technically not Alessi, the Voto Concepts team. Yeah. Um, Not with Tony and Mike. They were totally cool everything. What did you do? Um, I wrote a column last week about how, um, you know, years ago when we knew the economy was tanking, and everyone else was like, well, I'll tell you what, these guys are going to earn their paychecks now. And then I think that's actually happened, but of course you don't hear people ever giving the riders credit for that. You know what I mean? You know, the same people bagging the same people regardless. Uh, When everyone's riding for a half or a quarter of what they used to make, or riding for nothing when they used to make money, you know what I mean? So I wrote a column about... You can look through the 450 top 20 every weekend,
1: mm-hmm. and
2: every one of those dudes is busting their ass and most of them for hardly any pay.
1: It was a good call you on know? It. I liked it. Race your X right. yeah good call.
2: so I put a bunch of examples you know and I was like for example, Michael Lesi was amateur prodigy and Honda used to like you know, give him a warehouse full of bikes and then that didn't work out and he went to KTM and then he went to Suzuki and that didn't work out and he went to KTM again like there were plenty of landing spots even if you know, they were burning some bridges along the way. It wasn't a problem. But now they're down to having to be in a privateer team. So some dude that works for Moto Concepts and says he does the contracts for them flipped out and said that's inaccurate. Um, we're joining the group that just bags on Michael Lessie. Um He had many offers. They won the bidding war with JGR to get Mike, um, and he gets paid very well. He doesn't get paid nearly as much as what he used to, and I was like, stop right there. <laughs> That's my point.
1: That's that's I win. I win. Point right.
2: Yeah, he's if he's making a quarter of what he used to make, and he's working harder and getting better results while doing that. That's the point I'm trying to make here. So I talked to Tony about this guy, and he's like, "Yeah, we're in the racing square, and he's part of a different square. I have my square. (laughs) We know what's going on. Some people are on the outside, don't know all the ins and outs. This is
1: my universe. He's in his own universe, (laughs) pretty
2: much. And then I I talked to Coy, and I'm like, "Hey, I didn't know that you got outbid." Right for Mike in the bidding war, he really enjoyed that.
1: There, there is no doubt in my mind. Had Michael Lessi not signed MotoConcepts deal and was not being held to it, and was being held to it by Mike Genova, rightfully so, rightfully so. JT's gone. Um, yeah, there's Haunted no, House. there's no doubt in my mind that Mike would be on JGR right now. I really believe that.
2: Right, it, right. that is true. Yeah, but, I mean, that guy made it sound like, you know, he had two offers on a table, yeah. two contracts. Yeah. The price kept going up. It was a bidding war, and, you know, right. we outbid him. Yeah, um, Mike didn't really have that much leverage. And I said to the guy, I go, this is my source. My source is Mike Alessi at a press conference at Bud's Creek saying, I was demoralized last year because I didn't have any offers from anyone. Right. That's, that's where I'm maybe that's not the right guy to get my info from. Yeah. But Mike yeah. Alessi himself well, said that.
1: Yeah, exactly. What are you supposed to do? And I feel like – so this segues into my point, uh, my next question or point I want to make. And it would be nice if uh, Holland Boy calls back. But um, lots of emails and tweets to me, to the show, about, well, okay, Mike is killing it. Why doesn't he have factory support? Uh, Metcalf and Stewart's bikes are just sitting there. Why doesn't Suzuki hit hit us up? And I know Tony – it's weird because Tony wants – I believe Tony wants us in the media or he would like some factory Suzuki help if possible. And I believe that Mike Genova, the owner of Motor Concepts, loves what he's doing right now on the bike that you can buy. Do you, do you think – and so therefore there is the contradiction right there. Do, do you see that? Do you believe in that too?
2: Yeah, you're right on all accounts. There's several things going and a lot of it is that the, they're not exactly all on message. Um, Right. Together. Yes, I agree. Um, Yeah, Tony definitely does want... Because we did a a big TV thing with the Motoconters crew this weekend that will probably be on this week or maybe at Southwick uh, once they edit it all together. But he said to us, hey, if you're going to talk to us, I would like to see you talk to the Suzuki guys and just ask them on camera, why won't they help us or will they help us? Yeah, Um, yeah, so he's definitely trying to get that answer. Um, But it's funny because you'll hear Tony say how we're at such a disadvantage. You know, Tony's main goal... Goal number one is Mike. Goal number two is the team, right? (laughs) Yes,
1: yes. But
2: if you're Genova, goal number one is the team. Goal number two is Mike. I mean, they're pretty much pulling in the same direction.
1: Right.
2: But if you're Tony, if you can do something to make Mike a little better, you'll take it. Yeah. If you're Genova, you're like, no, I want to prove that my setup, my team is as good as it gets. I'm not going to go out there and say we're vastly inferior to the factory team. This is my team. I'm going to say it's good.
1: My all-black bikes – uh, different brands, concept, MCR450 concept is working. Concept, notice the pun. Exactly. The
2: it is working. So to go out yeah, there and say right. we need factory help right. admits that it's not as good as it could be. But, so they're never going to see eye to eye in that direction. I'm not saying there's no, a controversy. No, no, they no, obviously yeah, get yeah. along well, but yeah. different perspectives.
1: Well, and, uh, you know, me being a, a former factory mechanic, perhaps you heard a few times about that, Wygant. Um, yeah. I 100% believe that a factory Suzuki parts or machine. Would help Michael Essé. I don't care how good of a job MB One is doing, and they're they're killing it. Tough Racing's doing his motors, I guess, with Terry Varner a little bit. That's all well and good, but you give him factory wheels, factory tranny, factory parts. Um, uh, th- that's a better machine, and that's the bottom line.
2: Um, there are too many examples of that happening and working. And Tony and I were talking about that. I mean, we talked about the story you wrote last week about John Dowd at Millville in '94. Yeah, you know, Yamaha rolled. You know, put his graphics on a factory bike, and he instantly got better. Or yeah. Chad Reed Chad, last yeah. year. You Chad know, Reed. it yeah. just is better.
1: Yeah, it is. And that's the bottom line. And I applaud Mike Genova for his con- for his concept and his hot tub machines. Um, yeah. Did you really interview him in a hot tub? Or are you joking?
2: Yeah, cigar and everything. Chicks.
1: Come on. No. No. Okay. no.
2: Well, you
1: said to no. me, we get an interview with him. He's in a hot tub. But I, I'm i like, wow. Shit, I it really I can't happened. believe you bought that. Wow, <laughs> yeah. Wow, uh, but anyways, uh, so Mike's doing good. Weimer and Weimer, uh, as Kelly was uh, saying, maybe he, you know, he got third overall, but uh, uh, two, three for him. Him and Mike Scott. stay right there.
2: Yeah, stay right there, Mathis. I was thinking of you the entire first moto on TV last week on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. Last week on the show, we had a discussion about Mike Alessi on the Donations team. Yes, and I said I don't believe that there is a gap or much of a gap at all between Weimer and Alessi. It's certainly not as big as people think. Like I think people leave the races thinking, Alessi tries his ass off. He's not as good as Dungy, but he's got everybody else covered. When I think Weimer and Alessi are really close. And in the first moto, Mike passed Weimer on the first lap, and I'm like, I, I wish I had done it. I was going to hit my talkback button to the producer and say, I'll bet $100 to anyone in this truck Weimer beats Alessi by the end of this moto. Because Alessi's going to ride his balls off to beat Dungy and blow himself up. Weimar caught past them. They went uh, 2 3, 3 right. 2 in the day. That's they're, what happened.
1: Yeah, you're, you're right. They're
2: close. I mean, they are very uh, close, much closer than people think.
1: Uh, uh, okay. 26 laps led to zero. Uh, average finish, 4.3 to 5.1. Average start, uh, the, 7 to 10. Uh, season points, 12 better. Any category. 12. 12, any, 12 points any, better. Any category. Motos any category. Any category. Any category you pick. Mike Alessi is better. Starts, points, uh, average finish, laps led, hole shots, average qualifier. 12
2: points. Whatever 12 points after 14 Category. Motos, that's what I you call would pretty like,
1: much the same. Whatever category you want to line up, Alessi is better. And I like Jake Weimer. Good guy. Fast as shit. Right now, Mike is the better guy. That's all. And I got stats nah. to prove it. And I got stats to prove it.
2: Yeah, I think you're. I think you're almost coin flip between them as riders, and then you're looking at, okay, one guy's raced the nation before, his team races it every year. The other guy's never raced it before, and he's on a privateer team. Which would you rather pick, considering the results, are Well, no, no. twelve points after fourteen motos is throw a blanket well, over him.
1: No, no. I believe Weimer would get picked over Mike Alessi because Alessi's going to get effed over. But I, I
2: don't be- think it's an outrage. I, 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 at, I think you would say point, it's an injustice.
1: At some point, well, I said actually, what I said on the show was I was going to burn Team USA's compound to the ground. So well said, um, uh, (laughs) over 12 points. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, (laughs) very upsetting. Um, no, uh, at one point, Jake Weimer had never been to a Disney Nations and it was a big question mark. Tim Ferry had never been a big question mark. Well, actually, we we did lose, so maybe that was wrong. Uh, (laughs) Ivan Tedesco at one point uh, was a big question mark. Uh, You know, everybody at one point needs to go so. Mike is going to get the royal Mike.
2: it's a burn the compound down level injustice between these guys.
1: <laughs> I might have exaggerated that a little bit. I might have been a little harsh. Um, uh, I try
2: not to root, but when Weimer got Alessi, I was like, that's right, Mathis. That's that,
3: right.
1: That's right, Mathis. Suck it, they're suck. Very it. Suck matched. it, suck it, suck it, suck matched. it. Well they they're they're close, but every category you want to name, um, Jake Weimer is 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 trailing Michael Alessi. In the, in the in the any what what, what category do you want, Weej? Name it. Uh, you know, name it. Jane
2: any Points could flip. Points could flip in five days. That's how close they are.
1: JT,
3: you back? I'm back. Sorry, we had a Wi-Fi issue.
1: <laughs> Clearly, um, too much strudels. <laughs> strudels are. Caught. I think.
3: I think we we uh, waffle a waffle got fell into the uh, into the Wi-Fi. Hey,
1: action. so we were just arguing about Alessi and Weimer uh, for Motocross donations and I think. Was it Ping on the call or was JT on the call? I don't even remember which guy we did it with. Whygant, but
3: uh, I think I was in on it.
1: Any category you want to pick, JT? Uh, average finish, average start, laps led, hole shots, or average qualifier? Alessi is better than Weimer, and yet Whygant would still take Weimer to the Motocross Nations.
2: No, I said it wouldn't be an outrage. I wouldn't. You should not burn the tent down. Right. If they take Weimer over Alessi. I think I'd be
3: like, "Ah, well, yeah, I could see that. Well, I just... Stu Stu is out for sure, you think?
1: Well, I guess we're all talking about if... Although last night on the Pulp Show, Tony Berluti said he would not pick Stu even if Stu comes back and does what Stu can do. Berluti still says he just doesn't trust his unpredictability. But I think us three are on agreement that Stu would go, right?
3: I think that if Stu is healthy and... uh, you know, on his game then you have to take him. Just uh Right. You know, he has, he has a great team, he's been there many times. Um He's James F. Yeah. Stewart.
1: Yeah, he's James yeah, F. Yeah, exactly. Stewart. Right.
3: I mean um I don't think there's a there's a case to be made against that if he's prepared.
1: And then unless he would be next in line, but unless he's not gonna go, he's gonna get screwed over. And uh, uh
3: yeah. yeah I think I, I'm in agreement with Weige. Well
1: um, okay. You two are I can't
3: needs. I can't say that he doesn't deserve it, but I just think that all the other stuff comes into play. Weimer's been there before. Oh, um, Jesus. You know, his team is, you know, well, that's a big factor. I and like it. Uh, I like it. I like that it. That race is a, a different think, different, type de- different type deal.
1: You go to Mike Genova and you say, hey, Mike, get out of the hot tub. Okay, put a towel on. Okay, Mike, <laughs> let's talk. Uh, it's going to cost a lot of money because, you know, the AMA pays for a mechanic and a bike, and, and that's it. Mike Genova, if, if we're going to select Mike Alessi, we need a second bike to go. We need a suspension guy. We need a, a, a second mechanic to go along with Mike's mechanic. If Tony needs to go, of course Tony will go. And you're on the hook for all of this because every team spends a lot, a lot of money besides what is covered. Trust me, I've been there. Um, and if Mike Genova says, I'm in, I'm in, then you say, then okay, then Alessi's the choice. That's my. Well, I guarantee you, Mike
3: Genova would say yes. Okay. There's no doubt about that. So that's
1: that's my only caveat. Is like, would Alessi have the support, quote unquote, to go? And if Genova pledges hot tub money, then you go. You send him, and you send a hot tub, and you say, and you have Mike's, to get a room.
3: His room has to have a jacuzzi in it. I think that's in their deal. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. And if you're and if, and if you're Roger, you push for ah, a 12 man hot tub for the pits for the Team USA pits. So, yeah, I don't know. And if, and if Genova says, well, I don't know, I'm not sure, That's a good, let me look into it, let me see what, what we can do, if we can get a second bike. You go, okay, never mind, stop. Jake, what's up? What are you doing, Jake? You know. So
2: Genova uh, would absolutely do it, though.
1: I, I believe he would. Yeah,
2: I, yeah, yeah, 100%. Right, I believe no he question. would. No um, question.
1: All right, let's move on from that, because chances are what we're talking about is moot anyways, because James Stewart will probably be the second guy. Well,
2: um, um, there's a couple other things I heard in play. Um, the a 4.50 don't, thing.
1: Don't even start with that. Don't even start with that. What? Don't, what do you mean? Don't even go there. That was my point. I brought that up. Yeah, I know. But are you saying, Weezer, that could be, like, official? Yeah, yeah I've heard about it. From and, uh, from somebody other than Jason they, Thomas?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. And um, I, um, what about – and this – he might just put the Ixnay on it himself. But – and i heard hey if you know Villapoda's healthy he wants it he 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 deserves the opportunity he is still the champ he did win it last year you know what i mean so I spoke with, what about I, that i, I spoke, mean i doubt he would do this especially with, if he doesn't have a deal signed
1: i spoke with rv after millville driving back to minneapolis did he say no um it, he asked me about it he asked me what mm-hmm. national he should come back for and i'm like you should come back for the first one you can and then he said do you think i would beat Dungey? do you think i'd beat dunge and i said I don't think so. And then he told me to suck him, suck, suck his dick and, and, you know, very angry. <laughs> but, I mean, because I don't think he'd come back and beat Dunge. I really don't. No way. Right? Not so in he, his first race. That's, yeah. that's a lot to ask. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But, you know, he made it sound like he was, his recovery was coming along. So, but I, well, that's it, the point. Right.
2: Let's say on August 1st he's riding, starts riding. So that gives him a month and a half. And he says, you know, I'm good, I'm strong, I'm fast, everything's good. Do you not think
1: about that for the team?
2: Like, why? that would almost be the first
1: now, you option. Still, like, you let's still, check with him first. You still nope. send Stewie. You still send Stewie. And then you send Mike. And then you send RV. And then you send Weimer, And then you send Barsha. That, in that order.
3: Wow. But the problem is the decision the K80, has, way before, it. It has to be made way before you'd know if O'Poto was ready. Yeah. That's the biggest problem.
1: Yeah, that's a good point, too. And um, we did see James Stewart come. You know, what did Stewart have before Glenn Helen? With the knee, a month, three weeks.
3: Um,
1: we so it's been done. It's been pretty. That was yeah, pretty impressive. Weeks, I think. that was pretty impressive what Stewart did at Glen Helen, coming off a knee
3: injury. What are you talking about?
1: 08? Oh, eight?
3: In, in 08, when he had knee surgery. How long he was riding before he rode. yeah before Glen Helen? Yeah, it, it can be.
2: I I I don't know. I think that you have to at least explore the RV route. He's champ. He won it last year. Um. I think they've got to look into that. So I don't think it's as simple as if or, if, if or when for Stu and then Alessi. There are other options I know that are being talked about.
1: Right. Well, in the end, this is just going to be a royal screw job for Michael Alessi. That's what it's going to end up in at the, in the end. There are a
2: lot of things stacked against them.
1: Right, right. Um, let's move on. Hey, um, quietly, Brayton, uh. went, Brayton went 4-4 and had a good race. Uh, coming from the back a little bit. There's that squeaky door again. And, uh, right. and Brayton, Brayton's back on track, which has to make you very happy.
2: Yeah, uh, you know what's funny, though? I don't understand this at all. Um, Kehoe talked to me on Saturday morning and said, hey, did you do the press conference uh, last week? And I said, yes, because we have a Desert Storm vet who normally hosts the press conference, but the heat at Red Bud <laughs> just got him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> swear you true. made that up.
2: I, Johnny Ohana, I know we all love the guy. Love him. But he had to get an IV in the asterisk truck. He could not perform at Red Bud. This is a man who (laughs) has killed dudes in Iraq for real. Right. Um, Anyway, I said, yeah, I did host it. And he's like, how come Cycle News put out a story where Brayton said he got hurt right before the Nationals? That's not true. And I'm like, because he said it. And he's like, there's no way. He did not crash two weeks before Hangtown. He crashed before New Orleans. That's a month earlier. And I'm like, well, that's what he said. And he's like, well, I got in trouble because my bosses are like, how come you never told us that Brayton knocked himself out before Hangtown? And I said, because he didn't. Well, I'm like, then why would he say it? Did he knock himself out so bad he doesn't remember when he knocked himself out? <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, plus he said he hurt his hand. He hurt his hand in the crash in San Diego. He did not hurt his hand in May. I'm like, well, that's what he said. So I don't understand that at all.
1: Yeah, that's another <laughs> – yeah, that's weird. Yeah.
2: Um, one theory – I heard from someone is Brayton. You know he's looking for a ride, so he wants his asking price to be up. So it's like, hey, if you if you're doing good now, come up with a way to write off those first couple of bad races. Yeah. You know, come up with a reason why you did badly. I
1: don't know. You know, uh, another example of Honda's management though being a little out of hand. They are crazy. They're they're a little insane when it comes to, uh, you know, one time I wrote a story about Andrew Short, Short getting a shot for pain. Uh, he got yeah. shot up for pain, and they're like, oh. Can you not? Can you take that out of the story? Can you take it out of the story? Honda guys just don't want people thinking that you know Andrew's getting some sort of illegal drugs. And I'm just like, oh my god! All right, he took him to Tylenol. You know, I mean, <laughs> what do you? Yeah, just a little out of hand. Those guys, I think. Um, um. Okay.
2: So I wonder, by the way, with Brayden, is he, is he on the market right now? I, I, I definitely I think haven't he heard this movement on.
1: I spoke with him after Redbud for a while, and he was asking me what I know. What's out there? Do you know what I mean? Uh, um, maybe he hit his head, though, and didn't realize. So, uh, uh, um, I think he is. I don't know. Um, you know, he knew that going in. He, he knew that Barsha was coming over, and there's a good chance Canard got re-signed, and, you know, he, he willingly went into that deal. But I w- I, wouldn't you think you could find some money for him to be a third guy? Wouldn't that best be perfect?
2: It is. A, it's strange all around. Like, he pretty much had done – Exactly what you would have hoped or expected him to do. Yeah. So then to send him away after that just seems weird. But at the yeah. same time, like you said, that's almost what he signed up for.
1: Yeah, yeah. I
2: agree. Marsha will be here in 2013.
1: JT, have you ever seen 11-9 uh, get seventh overall?
3: Yeah, it was, uh, it was weird, right? 15 um,
1: for Cole Thompson got eighth overall. Yeah. Yeah,
3: especially like Burner was all bummed because he went – Ten ten at uh, Red and got eleventh. Yeah. So.
1: Berner goes ten ten at Millville. He <laughs> gets uh, he gets sixth overall around there. You know. So.
3: Yeah. That's a bummer. Uh,
1: yeah, it definitely is uh, a little little weird of a deal. Um, it was a weird race, I guess. A lot of guys, you know, a lot of guys had one good moto, one bad moto. I guess that's the bottom line. Um, Weej. So what's going on with Kyle Regal? I mean. Look, he crashed in the first moto and hurt his back. But before he crashed, he went legitimately without a crash from third to 20th. It's not good right now over there.
2: I've never seen anything quite that bad. Like, like I don't even I, Give me another example where you've seen something to that degree. Like a guy who has gotten, I believe he got podium at Millville a couple years ago.
1: Yeah. At least yeah. in a
2: moto, if not overall.
1: Right. So in we know motifs. what
2: he's capable of. Then he gets an opportunity. You know, again, I know that the Yamaha... Here comes JT,
1: both barrels right now.
2: Again, again,
1: 20 positions,
2: 20 positions it's costing him.
1: Yes, yes, exactly. Like, is he riding a 78 Yamaha with two twin shocks? No. You know?
2: I don't know. I've Um, never... I cannot think of a parallel story. I cannot think of... I don't know. Can you give me an example of seeing this level of
1: falling backwards? I can't. And... Neither Kyle Regal nor JGR need any of this bad publicity slash bad results right now. That's the worst thing that could happen for both of them. Regal's looking for a ride. JGR's trying to attract people to a somewhat controversial bike. Not good.
3: You know, you know the only arm pump issue I've ever seen to this level was uh, like Jeremy McGrath in 2002.
1: Do you think that was arm yeah. pump or was that just getting beat every
3: week? No, it was, I mean, he was getting like 12th place. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, and the
2: same thing. He was starting up front and ending up twelve. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was getting
3: really was the whole good. shot and getting twelve getting and getting lapped.
1: Yeah, I know, because Nick Way was passing him sometimes, uh, Moto Triple X, Yamaha, and it was very exciting to pass the king.
3: I'm surprised that his bike finished with you <laughs> working on it.
1: <laughs> Ouch. Um, uh, Christian Craig, uh, I feel like he's endangering himself by being so exhausted out there, but it's coming around. It's working. 14-14 for 10th this weekend. Um, (laughs) Honestly, he's so tired out there, and that's when mistakes happen, JT, right? I mean, that's when things get dangerous.
3: Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, you know, what's his alternative? Yeah,
1: I don't know. You're right. You know, take another
3: month off and then race the last two races, you know? Right, yeah. It's tough to say what the right thing to do is.
1: No, I agree. Uh, and Ronnie Stewart. What's up with Ronnie Stewart? Got 11th in the second moto. What do we know about Ronnie Stewart? Why, again? You know all these amateur dudes.
2: Yeah, I do remember Loretta's, but, man, it's going back. Like, um, I don't know. He's probably been pro for a couple of years now, if I remember right. Um, and the only thing I remember yeah, him I've, is. um, since since 30, I'm on Morris.
3: I know that.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not like he's a rookie or anything. But um, I just remember um, a couple of the guys that announced more of the amateur races than I do, like, like my buddy Kevin Kelly and uh, no, Wes Kane saying, like he was a great sprinter, three or four laps. The guy was unbelievable fast. But that, not that he was out of shape, but it was like that was just his mo. You know, I'm just going to kill it and see what I get. And that's the last I've heard of him until about now.
1: And and
3: Jake Loberg, anyone? Uh, he works on the track actually at Millville. Like he built the he built the big step up for the for the race. So. Uh, definitely a local. I mean, he's been racing all the nationals, but that was definitely a, his home race, so you could you could see that obviously in his results.
1: Hmm. Okay. Um, John Dowd got uh, got. Uh, hold on, how many points did John Dowd get on the? Ten. D- um, hold on. Yes, ten points. So, will he do it? Will he get his? Uh, final fifteen points at Dilla and Southwick.
3: I say yes. You say yes. Yeah, the way he's riding right now. Yeah. For if he can get ten points at Millville, uh, I think he's 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 gonna get it no problem.
1: Yeah, good to see him and him and Brown. I like that. I like that story. I don't necessarily agree with the national number thing. I'm kind of on the fence about that. I like the fact like, hey, if you can get twenty five, you can keep it. If they got away with that rule, I'd be okay with that also. But i just like to see the guys out there. I just think that's cool. 47 years old. I mean, come on. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Poor Brown, though. I think,
2: he's, I think the only one he has left is Southwick, I think. Um, I talked to some of the KTM people. I think he's only has Southwick left because he, he would have had 25 points already if he didn't run out of gas in both motos at Red Bud. Yeah. Now his back's really against the wall. And then, will they? Is that it? Like re- seriously, if he gets twenty points this year, are they taking that thing away? Really? Will
1: they well, do that? Uh, yeah, they would. And if they didn't, I'd burn. I'd burn something else to the ground. Um, <laughs> I'm just. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'm an arsonist. I'm just very, very angry. Um, they should take it away. But would that like remove the incentive for Mike Brown to come out and race? You know.
2: I don't know. I just feel like it's one of those things. You could. Couldn't you just see them being like, uh he gave it a hell of an effort. No. He had, had luck. Let's make an exception.
1: Well, I guess I did ask an opposing team manager if another rider's bike would last. So I suppose not, nothing, can, nothing would surprise me. Um, y- yeah. You know, once
2: Trey Kennard point was going to point out of the Supercross class early, and they were like, oh, that sounds kind of crazy. Let's change the rules. You know?
1: Yeah, but that's, I, I, I agreed with that. But I'm just saying that right. the rules
2: often do change depending on the circumstances.
1: I would be upset if they did that for Mike Brown. I'd be, I would be upset, visibly upset.
3: Why do you hate Mike Brown?
1: I don't hate Mike Brown. You just Rules are rules, man.
3: This isn't nom. You well, know? it appears that you hate Mike Brown, and the next time I see Mike Brown, I'm going to let him know that you hate him.
1: <laughs> hey, well, let's talk about Tyler Rattray hitting Mike Brown so hard in the second moto that he sheared all the bolts off his front rotor. Bent the rim, okay, bent the front end of the bike all up, and then the impact was so hard that the disc kept going while the wheel stopped and sheared the bolts off. And Mike Brown hurt his finger, got a couple stitches in his finger, and never went down. Do you know how hard you have to hit somebody to shear the bolts off your front rotor?
3: I don't. You can't make that up.
1: Yes, and then Ratray was like, "I don't know how he didn't go down. I just T-boned him, not on purpose, by accident." Brown cut down on a berm, and Ratray nailed him. And and by the way, JT, that was another another point because Rattray, there was only two laps to go when he pulled off. So yeah, another point for you. Um, yeah, uh, incredible. And Brown didn't even go down. Just uh, he hurt his hand or something.
3: Okay. his Those old guys down. What? It takes a lot to knock those old guys down.
1: No doubt, no doubt. Um, what about Les Smith? Um, Why again? It's good, good ride for him.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was <clears throat> that was really good. Like, um, I guess maybe that's what he really was capable of. They had problems with that bike big time.
1: Twenty-two points he got, and he's only half forty-nine on the season. So he almost got half his points at Millville uh, for all the season. Um, I've only heard of a little bit of problems with that bike, and and Grant Langston was not making it sound like it was a big deal. But no, you're telling us that there's been other issues.
2: I'm just hearing clutch, 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 clutch. So, okay, not yeah. a lot of issues. I guess one issue. I,
1: I heard a uh, little bit of clutch problems, little bit of clutch problems here and there. So,
2: well, and you hear I mean, a, and
1: you hear clutch, clutch, clutch eight times. Yeah,
2: but you know, uh, I would wonder if the guy running the team and the rider maybe have a little bit different perspective on how these things work. It probably wouldn't be the first
1: time. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. A little bit. I of wonder this.
2: if Regal. I wonder if Regal and J Bone have the exact same answer as to what's going on.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna guess no. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, JT, I believe you said we will not see Davey Millsaps or Davalos back. Uh, Davalos is coming back this weekend. Davy will be back at Southwick. So, um, just thought I'd let you know that.
3: Uh, we'll see. We'll see, <laughs> won't we?
1: <laughs> well, I guess we will. You're, hold, you're holding strong <laughs> to that prediction still, right?
3: <laughs> they haven't raced yet.
1: Good point. You're right. Um, is that it? Are we good? Tommy Hahn got swollen up between motos, uh, bit yep. by something. Um, bad luck for Tommy Hahn again.
3: Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it looks like he was like, he ate the wrong thing at the Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory or something.
1: If you if you were going to hire a guy, would, would Tommy Hahn's quote-unquote bad luck, would that come into play? Would you be like, eh? Because at this point, it's more than just a fluke thing, huh, JT? I mean, it's, the guy can't stay healthy.
3: Yeah, I think you have to. It's like the Shea Bentley syndrome of, you know, injuries and You know, just, I don't think it's anything Tommy's doing on purpose or it's his fault. But, you know, if you're the person spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, you have to look at every, you know, every factor and every side of it. And unfortunately, it's going to start to come into play at some point, you know. It doesn't seem to be an issue of what kind of bike he's on or what team he's on or who's around him. It's just, you know, bad luck seems to follow him around.
1: Have you ever heard of a guy swelling up between motos and unable to race?
3: That was a first for me.
1: Besides, you know, like, let's say, you know, uh, Karsten pumping iron between motos and swelling up that <laughs> way. Right.
2: Um, Magoo got bit stung by a bit the donations, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Kept going. Yeah. Wow. Well,
3: yeah, the
2: only know. other example, I think it was Hangtown one year in the early 90s. LaRocco wins the first moto and then apparently caught the flu between motos.
1: Hmm. Huh. I, didn't, didn't.
2: I have no idea. Right. Knowing LaRocco, he's probably just partying.
3: Yeah, yeah, probably. But, just... weren't, they, weren't they claiming that they thought it was... Going from hot to cold too fast, maybe, too. Like they were saying yeah, well, he cooled down too fast or did something, possibly. You
1: were probably an AMA runner that day, JT.
3: Uh, Not at Hangtown. Definitely that year. but that's I true. wouldn't have been out there.
1: Right, right, yeah.
3: You remember that? you remember that story, though? I don't. Yeah. He was throwing up and all kinds of stuff.
1: He, so he didn't race?
3: I don't remember I if he, he- raced. Or if he just did terrible, or what? Right,
2: right. Yeah, I think he went, like, one, and then, you know, bad. But I, I can't imagine LaRocco not racing. I think he did. Why, again, if I, I, I ever... just remember oh. Art Ekman reporting this. Go
1: ahead. <laughs> well, if Art, if Art Ekman reported it, it must be true. It must have been very Art was was the greatest out, announcer and they have a picture of, of him time.
2: sitting in the pits with a jacket on, and it's, like, 100 degrees out.
1: Yeah. What did you say, JT? Art
3: Ekman was the greatest announcer of our
1: time. <laughs> just throwing that <laughs> out there. Right. Uh... Weege, have you ever seen Atlanta 1990 uh, on YouTube with a young Jason Thomas freaking out in the background when R.J. grabs the lead? Wait, that's not true. Oh, that's true. Oh,
3: yeah. Absolutely. What?
1: You, he's wearing a blue jacket. He's doing jumping jacks, a la Davey Millsaps, up and down when R.J. grabs the lead on the floor of this Atlanta. I
3: didn't know that. I thought this was an exaggeration. You can really see yourself. Yeah, it was a blue Wrangler jacket. Because you, it was a, you, a, Huge sponsor of the Supercross series,
1: and you had a Wrangler jacket like a, like a box. I did, yeah, I did,
3: yes.
1: You were ten and you were, had a cigarette company jacket on.
3: <laughs> Wrangler's not a cigarette company, but
1: oh yeah, never mind. They're a jean company, sorry, my bad. <laughs> uh, anyways, yes. Yeah. So Jason JT was on was involved in all these. You know, he was like a uh, Forrest Gump. He was just there.
3: <laughs> I, was, I was just in the background the greatest Supercross ever.
1: Oh. Uh. Okay, RacerX, btosports.com, RacerX podcast, Millville wrap-up, uh, among other things. Um, thanks, JT, for taking the time, calling in all the way from Holland. Good luck this weekend in your race. I'm, the world will be riveted to seeing how – and I expect you in a Dirt Shark video ASAP. Like, whatever you oh, to do. Oh, I'll be in there. Yeah.
3: yeah. Sorry about all the crazy noises and stuff. I'm struggling to get uh, get sitting in. did
1: the best I could dirt shark right. thanks Wygant. thanks JT and uh, see you guys alright see ya bye gang see ya
0: thanks for listening to this episode of the Steve Mathis show search Pulp MX in the iTunes store to find the more than 200 episode archive or get the Pulp MX app for your iPhone for the complete Pulp MX fix